Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to the podcast. This is the JRPG Report. My name is James Fisher. This is going to be episode 111 as of this recording. It is May the 6th of 2020. We don't have a giant podcast for you guys this week, but we do have some fun stories to pass along to you. Hope you are doing well this day. Um, like I said, not a huge podcast, but we do have some fun stuff to talk about. Um, <laughs> I want to just share a humorous real world into um, video game life story as I am uh, currently playing through Persona 5 Royal again. And I just got past the uh, point in the story, uh, moving on to the fourth palace. And you go through the whole uh, rainy season and where it rains pretty much every other day and um, then it's hot and sticky. Well, it, it kind of feels like that's mirroring real life for me as it seems like uh, about every or every other day, we just get torrential downpours, at least here in this part of the country that I'm living in. So thought that was uh, pretty funny. And also uh, around the house, both me and my wife have been saying a whole lot of, hey, hey, <laughs> um, been making obviously Morgana, who uh, my daughter woke up at one point the other night and, and came in and saw, she's like, oh my gosh, it's a cute cat <laughs> and it transforms and all just... Yeah, not uh, not a whole lot of that game that she can watch, but uh, <laughs> she did happen to see the the cute talking cat and was instantly enthralled. Anyway, back to the uh, back to the podcast. The thing I want to kind of touch on the most, and we've certainly got the most information the past week about, and that is the upcoming Nintendo Switch JRPG Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive. Edition. The hype is really beginning to swell on this one, myself included. I put down uh, some hard-earned dollars for it. I was trying to get that limited edition, but uh, I had a gift card from uh, Best Buy, and they were already sold out. So I was like, well, looks like I'm getting the old standard edition. But not too much longer to go on this one, as it comes out May the 29th. Uh, if you're interested, you can head over to the JRPG Report YouTube page. I've got a bunch of videos over there uh, talking about it, as well as sharing all these stories on Facebook. But the uh, the latest one to come out introduces the cast, uh, the main cast of characters that you will be going on the adventure with. And my point of reference, of course, is I played Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and did not play this one years ago on either the Wii or the new 3DS. So it's been kind of interesting uh, going back on and looking at this one and the, the differences in the game. In some ways, it's very, very different. And at least at first glance, from hearing the English uh, voice actors for this one, they all appear to have kind of the British accent to them. And of course, I, I don't know how to say each one of their names just yet. Zoeer is my first uh, and best attempt at it with being Shulk. I believe it's Reen, Fiora, Dunbar, Sharla, Riki, and Melia. So you can check out that video. They will give you a proper introduction to uh, each and every one of these characters. I'm greatly looking forward to spending some time 
with them. Uh, also, we got some details about uh, they showed a pair of web commercials. Now, this is for the Japanese release of the game. And I think there were about 30 seconds long on each one, um, as well as an overview trailer. So here is um, the official overview of it from Nintendo.com. Join the fight between man and machine in the definitive edition of this critically acclaimed RPG. Discover the origins of Shulk as he and his companions clash against a seemingly unstoppable mechanical menace. Wield a future seeing blade, chain together attacks, and carefully position your party members in strategic real-time combat as you journey across a massive world. During an attack from mechanical invaders known as the Mechion, Shulk discovers that he can tap into the full power of a mysterious blade known as the Manando. With the mighty Manando in hand, Shulk sets out to defeat the Mechion once and for all. In addition to the Mechion, you run into wildlife that ranges from docile to deadly. Keep an eye on what attracts monsters' attention to avoid unwanted conflict, or try your hand at bringing down an ultra-powerful, unique monster. Upgrade your party as you progress through the adventure by selecting equipment, enhancing weapon skills, and using benefit-granting gems. Put your dependable companions to work by filling out the party gates to trigger a chain attack. Attack enemies in quick succession. One of the uh, key things that they have been harping on uh, is this new additional scenario called Future Connected. Um, that is something that will be accessible from the get-go. So if you are a, a player of the game previously, you can just jump right into this new scenario if you so choose. Um, this Future Connected is said, uh, this is the quote from an untold story that connects to the future. Includes an additional scenario that reveals Milia's after story. A new battle system that utilizes no pawn reinforcements and a new map slash maps will also appear. So this is not just for, you know, players like myself who didn't get a chance to um, get a hold of the game previously. It is for old players as well. There's something completely brand new for you. They even detailed it further in a later release. So this is the extra story and the future connected. They say one year has passed since the final battle. The world is at peace. Each race has joined hands and restoration was underway. In the midst of all that, Shulk suggests to Amelia that they search for the imperial capital, Alchemoth, which had gone missing. The two board the airship's junks with their sights set on the imperial capital, but the ship is suddenly attacked by a mysterious bombardment. The junks crash lands in a place called the Bionis' Shoulder. And this new world is a, is a further expanded world, setting on this new adventure on Bionis' Shoulder, which you never visit in the main story. It is on the left shoulder of Bionis, a suspended mass made of floating minerals. There's also new characters. The Nopon Kino and Neen will become your companions on Bionis' Shoulder, although young, their strength in battle is fully matured. Kino is looking for his father and aims to become a hero. He's also a bit shy. And Neen is a dependable Nobon who looks after Kino like a mother. While she's cute on the outside, 
She has quite the power type in battle. So it sounds like there is a whole lot in store uh, for us. I don't want to read too much more as there is some, um, looks like there could be some special spoilers for you guys. Uh, so I won't, um, I won't go in into that too much. Um, but yeah, I'm greatly, greatly looking forward to this one. I know there's more than a few of you guys who are as well. Um, I kind of put on the, uh, the last video I did on YouTube. If, if, um, if you were going to be getting this game as well, and if you were looking forward to it, there's more than a couple that responded, uh, very enthusiastic. Uh, yes, it certainly, um, as a, like I said, a huge fan of Xenoblade Chronicles 2, I'm greatly looking forward to getting back into that world, uh, once again. That was kind of the big, big story we have. I'm sure we'll have some more on the Black Chronicles as we get closer to that release date. I kind of, you know, I kind of mentioned this one before. I was anticipating we might get a slight delay because of all the madness going on in the world, but we're this close and there's been no word on a delay. So I do not anticipate that to be the case. May 29th will hold up as the release date for that one. Uh, we mentioned last week a game that did not escape the wrath of delay, Sword Art Online Alicization Lycoris. There is um, a new video for it that uh, shows the Yu-Gi-Oh! E-U-G-E-O sub-episode gameplay. Um, I shared this as well, so if you want to check that out, you can uh, do that. This is the first in the series of character sub-episode gameplay videos. So I'm sure we'll get a few more of those before its eventual release, uh, July 9th in Japan, and uh, the next day for the rest of the world. But there was also some news, and this is from over on DualShockers, and uh, I guess they did a live stream with the producer, Yosuke Futama, he answered questions from fans on Steam and most notably talked about a perhaps Switch port. Uh, this was back on May the 1st that he did this, um, not interview, but certainly um, answered some questions from some fans. So uh, first off, uh, he said, how long does it, you know, they asked how long does it take? And he said, it's difficult to answer that question, but it takes around 50 to 60 hours if you play it normally, as in doing side quests along the way. He added, it'll take you a little bit longer if you do everything, but you could also rush through it in about 30 hours. Um, so that obviously depends on the way you play games. If you are a side quester uh, <laughs> like myself, in Jordan, we tend to uh, tend a little bit longer on our gameplays. Uh, some people just want to rush right through it. Although, you know, I've I've never quite understood the rush through on JRPGs as much because a lot of times you need to put that grind in. You got to put those hours in if you really want to um, uh, do well and not die <laughs> die quite often. Uh, he said that uh, the game is packed with optional quests and bosses and uh, that developing studio Aquaria has put a lot of effort into the optional content, so he hopes players will try it out. Um, about 20 minutes into the interview, 
He was asked if he could get ported to Switch. And here's his quote. He explained, I can't tell you whether or not we will do it or not, whether it's possible or not. <laughs> he said, you'll just have to wait and see. And that they will announce it at a future time if, in fact, it's going to happen. As of right now, it's just going to be available for PS4, Xbox One, and Steam. Uh, <laughs> He said he can only give half answers like this to avoid players getting disappointed or giving up false hopes. Um, he said that he was also asked about a switch port for a sword Online hollow fragment. And then he said that they did think about it, but he said game development costs a lot and including it to one more console would be even more. Um, so yeah, that it wasn't a switch possible for money reasons as of now. I would, probably say that's probably what's going to happen with this game as well uh, he did bring up that it should not be delayed again the game's current development plan is taking into account current circumstances so there's unless there's a drastic change in the situation in japan it should not uh, be delayed any further that's basically the the big points uh, from and there's a few more uh, back and forth going on but that is that's the main meat of it. So it doesn't sound like if I just put money on it, I'd say there's not gonna be a Switch one. But at least it won't get delayed any longer and got a good idea how long it's going to take you to get through this one. Um let's just take a go ahead and take a quick break. I've got a few more fun stories to talk about on the other side. We'll be right back here on episode one hundred eleven of the JRPG Report. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. All right, everybody, welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in this week and every week to your weekly JRPG news. Fix. Of course, we do the news one on Wednesdays. Then we do our Sunday special uh, each Sunday morning, different every time. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do this Sunday. Uh, I kind of, you know, I, I have a few ideas in my brain, but haven't really decided on anything just yet. So I don't have anything to preview and have you kind of look forward to it. But in the meantime, if you don't care, if you haven't already, Give us a like on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and I would greatly appreciate subscribing and um, giving us some likes and comments on our YouTube page. I'm really trying to get that going now, in addition to growing the podcast, and I could use your support over there. Uh, I don't particularly care if you click the bell and get notifications and all that stuff, but uh, at this point, uh, just giving us a, a a subscribe over there would be the most beneficial thing as we're trying to get this thing really rolling along. I really enjoy making those videos um, for you guys to check out. I'm trying to do something actually every day over there. So if something pops up breaking news, uh, obviously it's a way that you can see the videos that we are talking about in addition to our video podcast that we put out um, twice a week as well. Um, some good news that we got a release date for the PlayStation 4 version of Yee's Memories of Calcutta. I believe that's how you say it. And it will launch June 9th in North America and June 19th for our European friends. Publisher XC Games 
over here in Marvelous Europe over there announced. Uh, in North America, it'll be available in a physical, quote, timeless adventure edition, unquote, for $39.99 at select retailers. This will include a soundtrack CD that was part of the Yee's 25th anniversary pack in Japan. And you'll also get four, or no, I'm sorry, 12 <laughs> four by six inch art cards highlighting various heroines, various heroines from the Yee's lore and games. You can go ahead and pre-order that now. Now, uh, over in Europe, it will be available as a physical edition from select retailers for, I believe that's $24.99 in pounds, in euros at $29.99. And uh, if you click on the Facebook page and see the link for this story, I've got the link for these select retailers that can be available for pre-order in both North America and Europe. Uh, you can, of course, get it digitally as well from the PlayStation Store. It will only be $29.99 for the regular edition or $39.99 for the deluxe digital edition. Uh, with that, you'll get the digital version of that soundtrack CD and a never-before-released deluxe theme, including artwork and music from the game. Here's um, about the PlayStation 4 version. It is a remaster I've used Memories of Coquetta that will support 60 frames per second with full HD visuals and optimized gamepad controls. Following the recent addition of the original Japanese voices to the Windows PC version of the title, this will launch on PS4 to support for English and Japanese voice options. As a legendary adventurer, Hedal Christian, explored the expansive land of Calcutta, one of the largest locals in the Yeez series with the help of a robust mapping system to assist players in their travels through the wilderness. Classic Yeez action combat, including the multi-character party system, has never looked better on consoles. So I was looking back at the timeline. I believe this one originally came out in 2012 for the Vita, and it uh, came out in between... <sighs> Six and seven or seven and eight. I think it's six and seven. I think it came out in between those. It was not one of the numbered ones. But um you know. It was out in that time period when guess Of course there was uh new trailers to go along with that. You can check out theirs via the story or mine over on YouTube. Whatever your fancy would be. So we did have a a small delay um because of coronavirus i'm assuming and this was for little town hero it's playstation 4 version it was supposed to come out in early june it is now going to be june 23rd in north america june 26th in europe and july 3rd in the oceana countries um this will include um this phys this first time the physical edition has been available for Switch as well as piece as PlayStation 4. It will add an easy mode that lowers the attack and defenses of the enemy Razzits and causes special effects from enemies to show up less often. So you've been if you've been waiting around on that one, go to wait just a little bit longer as uh, 
It's been delayed a, at least a few weeks. An interesting-looking game got a new gameplay trailer, and uh, that is the upcoming strategy RPG, Tears of Avia. This has been published by P-Cube and developer Cuckoo Squeaky. Uh, it's about a minute long, and it shows glimpses of the battles, the characters, and the skill tree system found in the game. It's headed to Xbox One and PC sometime later this year. Tears of Avia is set in the world of Estria and allows players to pick a party of five heroes who engage in turn-based tactical battles. The story follows the heroes as they search for the lost city of Avalon. I've got the link for that on Facebook. I'll probably make a short little video for this as well and put it up on YouTube for you guys. Um, an interesting story as it appears that um, a listing for Yakuza Like a Dragon has appeared on Steam DB. This tracks updates to games and applications in the Steam backend. A Steam store link was provided, but is not yet live. If true, this would be the first confirmation of a PC release. And I can't see why they would go to that much trouble if it wasn't something that was eventually coming. It is already out for PlayStation 4 in Japan and Asia. Has been slated for a Western release sometime in 2020. So it appears that um, when that does happen, it may be headed to Steam as well as PS4. Whenever that does happen in the future. Uh, normally we can't talk much about this game. But we did get some new information and screenshots for the Legends of Heroes Hajimari no Kazeki. The latest entry in the Trail series. It introduced the Variant Rage system. As well as the Japanese Limited Edition and First Print bonus so i think we had some nippets here and there about this system this is completely new so i'm not 100 percent sure what it all means but let me just read to you what they say this variant rage system introduces new attack slash recovery techniques linked to the tactical link system that first appeared in cold steel variant rage is a variant tactical link command that can be activated when there are five or more members in the party. The conditions by activating variant range is to have five or more members in the party. By extending the assault gauge, you can activate one of the following commands, variant attack, variant heal, or variant arts. Since standby party members also participate in variant range, the damage dealt slash amount healed is not only significantly higher level, but also increases based on the number of party members. Up to 10 party members can participate. So it sounds like um, normally when you're playing through uh, any section of the past uh, games, you were limited um, with your main party and then um, uh, four and then would have three support characters. It sounds like that number has been upped to 10, and then all those members are able to uh, join in on this uh, kind of gang attack or heal or um, art attack. So that is pretty pretty cool. Uh, for commands that consume uh, brave points, variant range comes with the added effect of BP recovery. BP commands include rush, where two battle members 
performing rage attack. Burst, where four members perform an all-out attack. Brave Order, which brings out various effects to the entire battlefield. And more. Attack enemies with Brave Orders and rushes early on in battle. Then activate Variant Range where you're running low on BP. Do the effective use of Variant Range, such as to recover BP while dealing damage further to the enemy. You'll be able to gain the upper hand even against tougher enemies. So this is a, like I said, a new system that they're trying out. It seems like each one has kind of evolved a little bit, a little bit. So this is the, the next step along the way. Very excited for this game. Obviously, in the West, we are years away probably from getting this one. Um, but when it does come out, I absolutely need to have this Platinum Master Box. In Japan, it's going for 10,800 yen and it kind of looks like a long like i guess you call it like a gun briefcase or something very very cool looking it includes a number of wonderful items such as a two disc vocal album only obtainable through this limited edition a calendar with unreleased illustrations and more packaged in a special case themed after lapis rosenberg's suitcase this is a suitcase that she carries in the game, of course, it has been instead. Of, in the game, it looks like it has a large uh, cross with a diamond laying over top of it, and then for you know, for consumers, it has the Hajari no Kaseki logo on it instead. In this, you get a full copy of the game. This two-disc CD Kaseki 15th Anniversary Vocal Collection. Includes full-length songs from previous titles, from Trails in the Sky to Cold Steel, as well as um, the theme song, yes, from those two. So it looks like it's got to have Sky, Cold Steel, and maybe even some of the Crossbell stuff tracks on there as well. You get the Memorial Desktop Calendar, Zumerian Heroes 2020-2021. A desktop calendar featuring trail series illustrations with a special silver crack finish. Very nice. Since the calendar and illustrations are separated, it can also be displayed as an interior decoration. There's an image going along with that, and you can kind of piece them all together to make one big. Um, and then there's a set of 24 vivid semi-transparent posters focused on the main characters, including the main protagonists, Rain, Lloyd, and C. The first print bon- purchase bonus is a mini limited edition CD. Includes a curated section of unique music from the game, including the battle and event music. Lots of cool stuff going on in this one. Hopefully, we don't learn too much more about it because it's always filled with massive spoilers in not only the Cold Steel series, but if you've not played the previous ones because it includes all characters plus new ones there's always something um you gotta be you gotta tread lightly when you're talking about this new game we're gonna have to for a while since we're not getting cold steel until uh, the fall um did have an interesting little tidbit um from one of our listeners and he shared the amazon uk listing uh, actually had the game listed as at October 16th. And when I looked it up on our Amazon, it still had kind of that place marker 
a holder of, of October 31st. So I doubt that is the release date for it. But having it at the 16th is a little suspect. So we will hear something here fairly soon, nailing down a more definitive uh, release date. I can only hope so. You know, they're not developing the game. They're simply translating it. So maybe sooner rather than later, Cold Steel in October does go along well together. And we'll see if that ends up happening with Cold Steel 4 or not. And you know, as soon as I know, you will know. Last thing we want to talk about, we did have a Trials of Mana review from our friends over at RP Gamer. This is from Jervon Perkins. And he says it's an, or she, I'm sorry, she says it's an old school adventure given a modern coat of paint. Saturated in variant colors and old school video game charm, Trials of Mana deserves more praise and attention than it will likely gain. The 16-bit remake shows that Square Enix knows how to transform a 2D game into a modern 3D RPG. With each area painstakingly recreated, the game feels like a love letter to fans of the classic JRPG narrative. It injects a few modern tweaks here and there, but boldly sticks to its roots. This boldness will ultimately be one of the reasons why the game is so enjoyable. I won't read you the full uh, full review for it. Uh, here's the summary. Um, Trials of Mana is a colorful, quirky, familiar, and a lot of fun. It's a blueprint on how older RPGs can be remade in a way that keeps the charm and working parts of the original, but upgrades it so that it is graphically appealing to a modern audience. The game is unapologetically retro in its story and progression. The This works at its best quality and greatest detriment the hand-holding for the first eight or so hours of the game less for a makes for a less interesting experience especially considering that it makes up for roughly a third of the entire game however even with that early dip in excitement trials of mana is a thoroughly worthwhile game and uh she gave it a four out of five so that's pretty good the battle system got a full five out of five visuals a four out of five everything else was three out of five interaction Originality, story, music, and sound. <laughs> originality probably should get a one since it was uh, <laughs> completely unoriginal as a remake. Um, they say uh, she said it was about twenty to forty hours, somewhere in that range that it'll take you to beat it. A modern, a moderate difficulty level. Uh, love the engaging combat system, colorful character models, six interesting leading protagonists to choose from. I'd say five because Charlotte is unpickable uh, saturated reimagined 16-bit environments uh, she did not care for the repetitive music choices in certain areas lack of world building and too much hand-holding at the beginning of the game can certainly understand that um you know there's a lot of jrpgs that are guilty of this early on in the game for the opening you know hour or two Eight hours seems a bit long. I didn't notice that in the demo per se. So maybe it's a little more apparent in the full version of it. Um, But I mean, that's quality marks. I mean, four out of five, you can't really uh, go against that, especially that this was a remake of an old game. It sounds like, and from what I experienced, they did everything right in doing so. I made a, a choice 
last year that for new games coming out, if I wasn't going to play it right away, I wasn't going to get it. And in light of (laughs) the fact that our family is, you know, we're kind of living on one income right now uh, until my wife can get back into the workforce when hopefully things calm down soon. It seems pretty crazy for me to go out and buy a bunch of games that uh, we can't afford. Anyway, I feel like it's the right move. My backlog is full enough as it is. And when I am complete with Royal, I'm moving on to Cineblade Chronicles. And past that point, I, I I feel like for me personally, it's a good strategy to have. Obviously, when you come across games on sale that are older anyway that you're going to add to your backlog, I think that's a little different. But that pressure that we feel as consumers and gamers to get every new game when it comes out, it's not fair to our wallets. It's not fair to, you know, perhaps significant others that you know this is a hobby you you'd probably get upset if they were just buying things and putting them on a shelf and not utilizing them so that's the way i look at it it's given me some peace in terms of picking one thing and sticking with it and complaining it to completion we've also been kind of bombarded here lately um and you know just in these past couple months between royal remake charles and mana We've got, like I said, Xenoblade coming up here soon. About every month has been something really big that we really wanted. And we don't always get that as JRPG players. You know, there's plenty of times that you go a few months without anything coming out that uh, <laughs> deserves your money. So I'd love to know how you guys are dealing with those type of things. Give us a like and a comment over on Facebook or if you want to reply to this video about what you're doing. Uh, in terms of managing your budgets at this uh, crazy time. That's it for episode 111. I told you it'd be a short one, just not a whole ton of things to talk about. That's the way it goes sometimes. Check us out on Sunday. We'll have a Sunday special for you, something. Not sure what, but it'll be fun and unique no matter what. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you would give us uh, some listener support, the link is at the bottom. I would truly Appreciate it. Keep this thing going each and every week. My name is James Fisher, signing off with JRPG Report. But don't forget, get back out there and level up. <laughs>